Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And Robin Robbo. Streaming across the globe. Ben Norris, Rob McKnight, and David Robinson. Ben Robin Robbo. Welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Here's Rob McKnight. Hello there and welcome to a big Monday edition of the Ben Robin Robbo Show, joined of course by David Robbo Robinson and Ben Norris. Hello boys, how are we feeling today, <laughs> Ben? Well, look, you know, there's a lot going on here in Melbourne, so uh, just rolling with the punches is basically what everyone I know seems to be saying. Uh, But for some reason, out of nowhere, I've, like, hit this crazy hour where I've just been, like, annoying people. Uh, That's just this crazy hour, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Robbo, it's good. We, we will obviously be talking a lot more about COVID-19 in a second. Robbo, um, how are things on the Sunshine Coast? Uh, tell us something that isn't COVID-related. Uh, well, it's great actually to be in front of my good old trusty camera again uh, because when I was uh, in your studios, it was a very frightening experience, I think, for a lot of people uh, because obviously you, you turned up the game, you made it 4K just to really point out how bloody fat and ugly I am. But at least now I'm back here on the nice camera. It's called uh, Industrial Espionage, I believe. I think it's that, the Doris Day camera where lots of Valiceline in front of the camera. And yeah, I'm on the exact same camera and I look fine. So, you know, Robbo, what does that say? I know what it says. Some people look okay pale. It says that, Rob McKnight, you can get away with looking really pale, where Robbo can't. But I, can I just say, though, now that you've got that Bette Midler lens going, where you've put that Vaseline on there, you look absolutely gorgeous. And (laughs) I'm just, I'm really, I'm really thrilled for you. I'm really thrilled. I mean, I appreciate that. Slight, yeah. You'll get plenty well, of people talking to you on social media, I'm pretty sure. Well, well um, uh, this is fine. Some exciting news. I was just going to say, welcome back to Amanda. That's, thank you for preempting me. Amanda is back. That's why Robert. Hey. Yay. <laughs> Jeez. How welcome are you back. feeling, Amanda? Good, all good. Getting better. Thank you. Oh, you, she's such a liar. <laughs> she has not been feeling good at all. But she's, uh, she's here today doing a great job. And speaking of great news, uh, we are, there are now more ways to catch up on the Ben Robin Robbo show than ever before. You can now listen to the podcast each afternoon straight after the show. The Ben Robin Robbo podcast will be going up online, so just look for that in your favourite podcast feeds. And we're also being replayed right here on Ticker at 5pm each day. So watch the replay there or catch up on our social media channels at BRR Show on Facebook and Twitter and even YouTube at the Ben Robin Robbo Show. All right. 
That's pretty exciting news. But uh, let's get into the big topics of the day. And it's been an extraordinary 24 hours with Melbourne put into stage four lockdown. With the state declared a state of disaster. The city will be in lockdown for at least another 41 days. And you can see our clock there, 41 days, four hours and 56 minutes. That's unless there is a major reduction in new cases and deaths. In the last 24 hours, there have been 429 new cases recorded in Victoria. Let's have a look at some of the key information. Regional Victoria will move to stage three restrictions from Thursday. The Melbourne curfew runs from 8 p.m. until 5 p.m. 5 a.m. Apologies every night. There are exemptions for work in essential health, care, or safety reasons. You can only travel within five kilometres of your home, and only one person per household can leave for essential goods, and only once per day. You can exercise for up to one hour per day, but you must stay within five within a five-kilometre radius of your home. As you can imagine, the news is dominating the press, with the Herald Sun's headline screaming, State of Disaster, and pointing out businesses will have to shut in what is a massive blow to the economy. The Age says Melbourne under curfew, saying there's more pain in store for a city sick with anxiety. And The Australian has the headline, Victoria's COVID coma, making the point this is the strictest curfew in Australia's history. But despite these extraordinary times, it seems some commentators and political rivals are more than happy to take potshots at the Victorian government. Overnight, Steve Price, a regular on the project, tweeted, Victorians today feeling totally let down by everyone from Premier Andrews and all his colleagues down. While the rest of the nation returns to normal, this state heads to a harsh lockdown destroying businesses and causing death and despair. Disgraceful failure. Ben, isn't this totally outrageous to be putting... to be blaming the Premier for these tragic deaths? Well, I think it's pretty much on brand for pricing. I mean, he's a dickhead. And whilst yeah. he dilute his general, like he's generally, I like pricing and I Me feel too. like he has a place on the project because he kind of balances the project out sometimes, which seems a little too left for my liking. So I think, you know, pricey is good in that role. But what help is he offering us with a tweet like this? I mean, just pointing the finger and being downright rude is not really helping anyone in this situation. I just have this feeling at the moment, if you've got a platform and you've got something to say, then feel free to say it, but also back it up with maybe a suggestion. Like, yeah. what's wrong with these people getting out there and just jumping on board and pointing at fingers and saying you're doing a bad job? Well, what are you going to do that's any better, mate? I mean, writing a tweet like that is not going to do anything for Victoria's morale. I have said time and time again that I think uh, the premiers, uh, premiers of all p political persuasions are doing a great job under very trying circumstances. Was Steve Price saying this about Gladys Berejiklian in Sydney with the Ruby Princess when the infection happened? Mistakes have been made. And it's not by the actual premiers themselves. You know, like, the fact is St Dan Andrews did not go and sleep with people in a quarantine hotel. Dan Andrews did not go and infect other people. But, you know, it wasn't just Steve Price attacking the Premier. Mediatart Tim Smith is back at it again, attacking Dan Andrews, this time on a Sydney radio station. Daniel Andrews has declared a disaster because it is a disaster caused by him and his ministers. I mean, let's just be frank. These ministers and Daniel Andrews have blood on their hands. They have so monumentally failed the people of Victoria. People are dying. People are dying because of their total and utter criminal negligence with regards to hotel quarantine and then their inability to perform basic uh, contact tracing 
over the last couple of weeks. Tim Smith, I'm not going to be very articulate here. Piss off. You know, you are an absolute disgrace. You were the ones having a go at Dictator Dan for allowing for not le- allowing people to go out. You were the one saying Victorians should be roaming free. If we were under your premiership, the state would be in worse situation than it was because this virus would have spread like nobody's business. You are an absolute political opportunist and a disgrace. Robbo, do you think there's a place for a dickhead like this guy? Well, uh, no, I, I don't. I, I would have liked this, uh, like you mentioned before with Ruby Princess, would have liked uh, a little more attention put on that as well because we're all in this together. I know that Victoria is in different lockdown. Um, but where is this massive attention from the Murdoch press as well um, regarding the Ruby Princess? It's almost been like it's kind of forgotten, even though it was a massive, huge blunder worse than... But Gladys um, Brera-Jicklian what... is not responsible for those deaths. I know that. But uh, but the, where where is the kickback? Daniel Andrews is not responsible for I these deaths either. Said, yeah, that's it. So so why isn't Gladys getting ripped in the um, in the Murdoch press? Uh, why isn't the Ruby Princess even a, a much much bigger story so far? It's the highest killer, I believe, in the country. I think, sadly and unfortunately, over the next couple of weeks and months, that the aged care facilities, especially in Victoria, will overtake that that very sad number. Um, but. It's 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 unfair. It's unproductive. And you know the the great thing there is it would have been nice if we you know he could bag it out you know another politician another polit- political party, but at the same time maybe chuck in a little bit of a solution there or what you would have done or what you think you know really kind of actually don't just sit there and go he's got blood on his hands and blah 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 blah. It almost sounded like he was reading out of the political. Why not? But he can't, Robbo. Like, this is the problem, is that when you are a Sunday morning quarterbacker, which is an American term for somebody who sits back and waits for real people to do things, and then you pull it apart while you're sitting there on your couch, it's a very fun game to play. And that's the reason why people play it. So for him, who loves his Twitter and loves saying outrageous things, it's all very well and good to sit back and point the fingers and be like a dog with a bone and, you know hanging on to this whole quarantine, hang on to whatever he can. But it's just it's just downright irresponsible. And at the end of the day, if he does want to be the Premier of this state, I don't necessarily think that this childish behaviour is the correct way for him to win over the public. Well, he obviously wants to be the Premier of the state. Um, what is interesting, though, he's not trying to talk to the people of Victoria. He's going on a Sydney radio station. This, I mean, this is all the hallmarks of just trying to get press for himself. Uh, that you can ever see. I mean, the guy is an absolute joke, isn't he? Yeah, fantastic point. Yeah. Well, three AW should be his his first point of call in other radio stations, obviously like Triple M and things like that. Uh, but if you're talking about talkback, three AW should be the absolute first port of call for a state um, Victorian MP. Why you would uh, instead give a, a, an interview to Two GB in Sydney? Uh, you're right. It just reeks of political opportunism and uh, just trying to get my face and my name out there again. Well, I tell you what. I actually contacted his people just really quickly. Sorry, Rob. But I contacted his people last week to get him on to Ticket Jumpstart to have an interview with him because I think that it's quite comical some of the things that he says. And I I just was like wanting to have a, a sensible conversation with him about what his motives are. Like, if he's just going to be some sort of Twitter account that's there as a bit of a joke and that people laugh at, then sure, I guess that I understand that. But if he wants to be taken seriously, surely he's going to start uh, changing his tactics and, Mm. you know, doing something about his job. Like, go and do your job properly.
Uh, I, I've got to apologise there. He did eventually appear on 3AW with Neil Mitchell, uh, but he certainly went to 2GB uh-huh. first. Yeah. Which well, I look, still think... Um, I have to say, there's no doubt Tim Smith and his media team are poring over every mention in the media, so we've certainly given them that. And, Tim, if you want to come on this show and talk to people who are not going to fall for your crap, come and talk to the Ben Robin Robbo show because we're not going to give you a free kick. We will listen to what you've got to say, but expect to be challenged because, as we saw with the COVID-19 denier, we will give you the opportunity to state your case, but we are not just going to sit there and let you play these games with lives. You are putting lives at risk just by taking the opposite view of whatever the Premier does. You need to man up. If you do want to be the Premier of of Victoria, you need to provide actual solutions rather than just saying, everything Dan does is wrong. Grow a pair of balls, put your things in writing, put your plans in writing and show us what you're made of rather than just being this pissant little MP who doesn't deserve the time of day. All right. That's my view. (laughs) All right. Let us know what you think, though. Maybe I'm wrong on this one. I'm not. But let us know what you think by going to the show. All right. I can't help but laugh. I can't help but laugh. <laughs> oh, it is laughable. Uh, look, a consulate staffer is the source of the latest COVID case in Queensland after travelling from Sydney to the Sunshine Coast. As part of a national exemption, consulate staff are allowed to travel to and quarantine inside their own homes. The man in his twist. 20s tested positive while he was in quarantine. Queensland Chief Health Officer Dr Jeanette Young said the man had followed all the rules and guidelines that applied to him and they were contact tracing passengers from his flight. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaget spoke about the incident at this morning's press conference. Of course we had that situation the other day where the gentleman uh, flew into Sydney and then transferred on a flight to the Sunshine Coast. Um, I'm going to raise this at National Cabinet. Um, I think now is the time for overseas travellers to go into, definitely go into mandatory uh, hotel quarantine. Uh, There have been some exemptions. I don't think the time is right now for those exemptions. However, that is going to be a matter for the chief health officers around the country to look at. And uh, of course, um, I want to put that on the agenda for National Cabinet as well. I just don't think we need to have any elements of risk at the moment when we're dealing with this global pandemic. And if we can close off any of those loopholes, it'll keep everyone safe. Robbo, I've got to say, I didn't realise consulate staff were super, had superpowers and weren't susceptible to the virus. Oh, hang on, they're not. So why are they allowed to travel and isolate in ways that the rest of us are not? Well, I, you know, I, I can't answer that question exactly, but on a on a kind of a broader sense, without knowing the full rules of the situation, um, I, I don't know actually, because if you think about it, a consular officials, a lot of that work uh, would be like day to day would be able to be done on Zoom, uh, in the office, on email, on you know group video chats, all of that kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure why consular officials within the country uh, can, in fact, uh, self quarantine. I, I don't know why that is. That was a national exemption. Anastasia Palaszczuk would have known that as well because it was made up by the National Cabinet you know, a few months ago. Um, yeah, but, because, yeah, I because agree with her. I every think the time exemptions... there are rules made for us, there is a second set of rules made for those in power. And this guy has followed the rules for him but been allowed to come back into the country, didn't have to isolate straight away and then been allowed to travel. It is beyond ridiculous that this is allowed to happen. Robbo, I feel like I've interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. <laughs>
Ben, um, isn't it time we need to understand that there cannot be two sets of rules for people? We need to... Uh, look, and having said that, when the Danny Minogues of this world quarantine in their own home because they've got the money to pay for security and medical, I actually don't have a major problem with that. What I have a problem with is when you are risking the lives of other people because you're travelling with them. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, to me, I think it seems ridiculous that uh, people are getting different circumstances. I know people are going to say that I'm backtracking because I said that it was fine for the Minogues and it was fine for Nicole Kidman. But at the end of the day, I never really understood the whole, you know, hall pass thing, you know, making a special circumstance. Like, uh, I don't know whether, Rob, you have a hall pass with Amanda, but, but maybe that's a separate story. <laughs> no, but I don't. I, um... Amanda's always been like, you could actually meet them. And I said to her, yeah, but it's not like they're going to want to sleep with me just because I <laughs> might have a crush on them. But, uh, no, I'm not allowed to hell pass in my Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. But my point being, though, that though my point being... Robbo would I, be I my hall really pass, though. <laughs> well, you're Sorry. only human. You've got two legs and a heartbeat. So I think you've already used that pass, by the way. Sometimes I feel like... Sometimes I feel like I'm third wheeling. Like sometimes I feel like I've turned up on a date, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And then sometimes I feel like I've just hopped, hopped into bed with two people that don't know I'm there, and I'm just like listening in mm. and having a good time. Amanda anyway, said she feels um, like the fourth wheel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, getting a little bit off topic there, but what I would say though is, I never really understand special circumstances like that. You know including that whole hall pass sort of scenario. Like, I, I don't see how that makes any sense to me. Yeah, I agree. Look, uh, there have been suspicions... Oh, no, wait, wait, actually, I'm oh. so sorry. I'm so sorry, Rob. I just thought of something that I'm so sorry. I just had a brain aneurysm. Um, <laughs> Do tell us more, Rob. Just Come really on. I'm so sorry, but I think this is a really good point. Should media be allowed to cross and travel the country because they're essentially asking to be called an essential service. Uh, so that would be one rule for the media and another rule for us. Are you OK with that? Not overly. It does depend on the circumstances. But if you look at what the media are doing, they're not really covering there the are, country. No, no. Because if but you they're look trying at... to. They're trying to do it with sport and things like that. But you're OK if media and journalists and cameramen travel, but not a consular official. Uh, I'm OK. No, I'm OK if everyone follows the same rules and quarantines. And isolates. But answer the question. Journalists are saying, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying those journalists should not have special exemptions not to quarantine. If you okay. come into Queensland, the rules are you quarantine for two weeks, right? So the fact so that's, is that's if you not, come from one of those dedicated hotspots, Sydney is a hotspot which presumably a lot of journalists come. If you're in Melbourne, absolutely not allowed in this state because that is the mm -hmm. rules the Premier has set down. So, no, I'm not up for giving exceptions to the media to do that. And Free TV, who represents 7, 9 and 10, are actually uh, approaching the Morrison government and asking them for a blanket exemption as well uh, so that they can uh, go around the country to cover things like sport and obviously the news and things like that. So 7, 9 and 10 obviously think strongly enough that they need to do that. But, but they have uh, yeah, reporters I, I, in state to... that can cover this. I don't but understand. Free, that's what Free TV, they've actually written an official letter to the Morrison government asking to discuss this possibility by making them an essential service. Well, just like but consular sorry about officials, I didn't realise reporters had super strength and were resistant to COVID-19. Well. If anything, they're more of a danger because they're interacting with more people.
Yes, no, I yes. But I just wanted I mean, to be, you know, I wanted to throw gonna... that little spice in the yeah, pan. Yeah, you think no, because I'm I a TV that. lover, and I'm going to give them a free pass? No, absolutely I did not. think, I no, did we're just think that too. We're just trying to rile you up a little bit. I mean, it seemed like a fairly easy <laughs> Rile me up a bit? Up I've been riled up. Just yeah. mention Tim Smith, I'll get riled up. I'm very centrist. I And I, as I said, Labor, Liberal, they've all been doing great. And then you've got idiots like him. All right. Moving well, on, no, and we che- didn't get to ask Robbo. We didn't get to ask Robbo who was his hall pass. <laughs> no one. He's got to be with someone to have a hall pass. That's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. He tells the truth. The man oh. tells the truth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Move on. There have been suspicions for some time that AFL Media, the media arm owned by the sport, isn't truly independent, even though they say it is. Well, it would appear that it's finally been confirmed. AFL Media journalist Mitch Cleary was stood down indefinitely when he tweeted a player's wife's Instagram post that showed her at a day spa. That outing was against the code's coronavirus rules and it cost Richmond a $45,000 fine. Numerous media outlets had already named the player and his wife before Cleary tweeted the pick. The AFL has been almost universally panned for the decision by the likes of Eddie Maguire, Caroline Wilson and many other journalists. It's understood that AFL believes that Cleary has an obligation as an AFL employee first and a journalist second. Wow, Robbo. Doesn't this stink to high heaven or are they right? He's employed by the AFL so he shouldn't go against the code. Well, let's just go on the fact that the AFL has continually come out since they created this separate arm saying that it's independent and it's robust and there's no bias and blah, 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 blah. Uh, then this happens. Uh, the man just tweets something that was already out in, um, you know, the greater world. Uh, it was already put on a, a, a platform like Instagram, which is public. Um, numerous places, including nine newspapers and uh, the Nine Network, had named the player and named the player's wife. Uh, he was doing his job as what I'm assuming that... When he was employed, mate, you're going to be a journalist. Yes, you work for the AFL, but, you know, we're independent. You can do what you want. And then all of a sudden they get a bit of a bad story, of a COVID story, right? And then they flick the journo saying that he should be AFL first and journo second. Well, then what you need to do is just change AFL media to AFL PR. Yeah, that's fine. But just be open about what you are. If you're a public relations... But, but what a story to get canned to over too. This is a story that was already it's, out there. As as we said in the intro, he, he, the woman had been named and the player had been named by other media. He literally just retweeted her 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 own post. This is just shocking to me, Ben. But, it, but it's also not completely out of the idea of going, when you're a media proprietor, um, you will shut down stories. So there'll be stories about Channel 9 now that will no, will no longer appear in the SMH, or if they do, um, they'll appear in, you know, page true. 16. That is true. Uh, well, are you, hold on. I, I, okay. Uh, any other kind of ideas? So in uh, the West Australian, the West Australian no, no. N7 News in Perth didn't cover, didn't cover, didn't, didn't cover... <laughs> um, when um, Kerry Stokes went back over there and didn't quarantine, it wasn't covered by that news service. Wonder why? Because Kerry, Kerry Stokes owned the network and it was not publicised. Uh, so agree, it's no different to this, that. really. But, sorry, I just wanted to pick you up on something about fa- the old Fairfax newspapers, The Age and the SMH. Um, I can tell you from sources within Channel 9 that... They okay. are absolutely keeping an arm's length with the newspaper because one of the fears of every uh, of one of the brands of that paper has been its independence, and they um, they reported yes, on the that- fact that Channel Nine had a liberal fundraiser in its studios. They reported that um, uh, you know they yes, they've done bad, bad stories example, against Rob, Channel Nine. Bad example. 
That was a bad example. If they're, if they're not doing that, then they're one of the only media companies in the world that doesn't actually do it. And if they're not doing it to keep that independence, I totally understand that. But my point is that all media companies all over the world do this kind of thing. Uh, do they sack the journal? No, they just don't run the story. I do agree with yeah. that. I, I 100% I, do agree with that. Apologies to nine newspapers. Apolog and, and apologies not, I'm to... Not, I'm not bearing the flag for Channel 9. It's just that I, I, I have been involved in conversations where they've said, no, we can't course, do that because that's um, the newspaper's arm and we don't touch that. I, I, I can tell you that. I'm going to... I'm going to take my uh, take myself into the room of mirrors and have a bloody good hard look at myself after the ridiculous <laughs> thing that I just said. I apologise to Ginge. I apologise to Packers. I apologise to everyone that's ever worked at uh, Fairfax. The Packers, and nine, the Packers are dead. Ginge is almost dead. He had a heart attack the other day. Thankfully, he's recovering. Bruce Gingell, I mean. Bruce Gingell. Oh, Bruce I, mean, I mean Bruce. David's father, yeah, yeah. right? He's okay. dead too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your references need a bit updating, but um, but Robbo's right, isn't he, Ben? That um, you just like as as Robbo said, call yourself a PR unit if you're not going to be live up to the mantra that you set. I thought Kim Ginjul was Colin Carpenter. <laughs> No, no. Different no, Ginjal. No. Well, I mean, Different... yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. Back to the... I think anyway. I think that means Ben agrees with you, Robbo. Hey, look. Oh, um... everyone, everyone rolls their eyes when I talk about the wrong Ginjal. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did like the comedy company reference. So the uh, thirty, yeah. the under thirties watching this show will really not have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, you know it's 2020 when Google, of all things, starts chucking a little tantrum after years of essentially stealing news content from Australian media companies, or as it's been alleged, the federal government has finally introduced a mandatory code that would require sites like Google and Facebook to pay for that content. However, Google hasn't completely ruled out dumping its Australian news service altogether if talks break down. Now, Ben, this isn't interesting. Is this a win for local media or is it just pointless going up against a Goliath like Google? Oh, look, I think it is a little pointless because I don't necessarily know if they're going to make the traction that they need. Uh, I think with online, it's just a really hard thing for us to be able to start, you know, quartering it up and, and working out how and what and, you know, how it all comes together. I think, well, you know, who owns is, what. The thing here is what they're taking issue is that Google gives search results based on uh, news yeah. items out there. But what I don't understand about this whole thing is that these companies want to be high in the Google search rankings. I can tell you they all have SEO experts making sure that their headlines are written the right way to get higher in Google search rankings so that they can drive people back to their um, websites and make advertising from and make revenue from the advertising or the paywalls if you're the Daily Telegraph and the like. So I'm, I've always been bemused at this idea. They're all annoyed that Google and Facebook are taking the advertising dollar. Fine, that that's fair enough. But the fact is that I understand where Google's coming from, that that's fine. We just won't include you in our search results anymore. Happy days. So I, I, I've never understood... It just seems like I don't think the Australian media companies have a leg to stand on here because you want the you want the powerful search results and driving your business, but then you want them to pay for giving you that leg up. I, I don't understand but, it at all. No, but the, if you've got a pie there, um, yes, seven, nine, ten, uh, getting a piece of that pie, but Google is getting a much larger piece of that pie for doing absolutely no work apart from putting that on on a search engine. Uh, I'm not saying that, um, isn't that you know isn't that Google commerce? Get no... isn't that how things? Yeah, work? but hold on. 
Yeah, but, but it, just because it is doesn't mean it should be. Um, that but was that, that's fine. That wasn't my line. Uh, I, I, love, but, I love the idea that the networks can say, we don't want to be included in your search results. Great for people like me. I want... I want tvblackbox.com.au, which is my TV website, and the Ben Robin Robbo Show it's, to be included in search results, Google. Please continue to include us. If 7, 9 and 10 and the ABC don't want to be included, happy days. It's not about that, Rob. It's about actually paying for the content that Google makes bi- millions and millions and but millions of dollars. We there subscribe to those websites. But you not, not for seven, nine, or ten. You don't, and but they're making huge amounts of money based on the free content that they do. So they take the content and then charge all of the advertising money, then take all the advertising money, keep it all for themselves. Meanwhile, local media, local um, you know reporters and news services are dying because a company that made one hundred and thirty-six billion dollars last year can't afford to actually pay for a little bit of the news content that they pull in. Like I don't know. This is the same as when big companies places, don't pay for their like, tax. No, it's not the no, same as that at all, Robert. Like, it is the same as that be because better, basically like... you are not reinvesting back into the country that you are taking content from. So you should reinvest. They should be sharing some ad revenue with the content providers. But what are we actually asking Google to pay for here? Are we the, just penalising them because news? they're too big and they're getting the biggest share no. of advertising? I just said, okay, they're just getting content, like they're getting content for free. They're not getting content. They're, con- they're putting content up that you then click your link and you go back to the website. And so it's driving you back to news.com.au or theage.com.au or any of those websites. Which Google then owns the advertising on some of those websites. Like how do you think Google makes all of its money? So no, they're making all this money off content that they're not paying for. And news.com.au has its own sales team and no ads come from Google there. But Google gets money from the advertising it, impl- it, it, it has in those search results. You know, when you get I your paid ad. There should news, be more money ad, paid for by it. By the way, I did a search today and news.com.au was the top of the list because it had paid to have its story about COVID-19 at the top I of the list. It, that, it was a promoted but post. But using... But they're using this content to push and get advertising for themselves and not sharing it with the content providers. Yes, News Corp pays for that ad at the top, but they're also taking money out from them to do that. Now, all the ads, I'm, I really would, I have to look this up, but all of the ads that are appear on 7, 9 and 10 websites, uh, yes, no doubt they've got sales team who put those things in there, but there are also Google ads within those pages, 100%. Look at the Daily uh, Mail. Well, that's I, just, I can tell you that's not true because there. they sell news.com.au sells its own advertising. It does not embed Google Ads in its in its web what about, pages. No, I, I what about the 100%. bottom of the what about the bottom of their website? So if you go to any kind of news.com.au article and you click on an article here, and then you go down to the bottom, and then it's got all these awful kind of links to different things that aren't owned by. Um, well, that's that deals that news.com.au does. I, I, I don't specifically know how that works, but I know that their sales team sell all the different advertising in there. But I just think that if, 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 I, if I was Google, I'm going to tell you right now, I would be absolutely saying to them, that's fine, we won't include you in any of our news feeds, and that will do the consumer an injustice because... Um, Fringe websites that aren't trustworthy, not ours, we're very trustworthy, but fringe websites that aren't trusty, trustworthy will get higher up in the queues. And that's not good when people are putting fake information out there. Good. 
We'll scrap that one. No, no, that doesn't mean. No, 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 no. That does not mean I agree with you. <laughs> I'm sick of fighting. So do I saw it in your eye, like <laughs> yeah. No, don't agree. But we'll move on. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right. Look, a quickie here. Former star of The Bachelor in Paradise has confirmed that his ex had still been using his Netflix login even though they broke up over a year ago. Jared Woodgate made the discovery that his ex, Kira Maguire, was Netflixing and chilling without him when shows he had watched kept asking if he wanted to continue. He since changed his password. So it got us thinking, has an ex of yours kept... Has an ex kept anything of yours? Uh... Robo. Uh, like, I've really been thinking about this. The only thing I can think of is actually a journal, which is pretty bad, really. Oh, wow. Um, I've always wanted to get that journal back, um, but I've never been able to get that back. So, it's, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a pretty private, personal thing. Yeah, that's a bad, um, bad one. Yeah, so I don't... I'm, yeah, but, you know, whatever. Maybe they're waiting for you, you to become famous anyway, and publish so it, and they're still waiting, <laughs> and they're still waiting. <laughs> 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 Be prepared to wait for all... You have to blow the dust off it by the time it's worth anything. What about you, Ben? Um, do you end well with your exes? Well, look, I am still friends with two of my main exes. So, like, the two that I spent the most amount of time with, one was four years, one with two. And my partner thinks it's weird, but I talk to these ex-boyfriends on Facebook all the time. But I will tell you, there was this one little shit... Am I allowed to say that? Probably not. There was one little guy that I went uh, out with for a very small period of time and he really liked this jacket of mine, so he kept it. And I kept messaging him and saying, hey, do you mind if I come around and pick up this jacket? I mean, it was relatively new. It was G-Star Raw, so clearly I shouldn't have gone back to get it. But anyway, uh, you know, so anyway, <laughs> I I, that at all. having a few... <laughs> Having a few drinks one night at this bar that was near his house, I said to my friend, uh, hey, you know, Jeremy still has that jacket of mine and he won't give it back. And she was like, I'm just going to turn up. And so she went round to his house and his housemate opened the door and she was like, hi, you know me, I'm Vanessa, Ben's friend. Uh, Jeremy said that uh, Ben's jacket's here and I can come in and get it. And so she went into the house, went through his cupboard and got the jacket and left. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And on that note, coming up, we are going to be talking TV with Steve Mulk. And I tell you what, uh, we have the person in line to replace Ellen. There's big breaking news on Ellen and whether she'll continue with her show, but they're already talking about who her replacement will be. Plus, we'll see Drew Barrymore interview her younger self in what is a great, great promo for her new daytime talk show. Rob? Uh, yes? Rob? Rob, sorry to interrupt your throw there. I just want to do a quick tease for myself. Coming up after Ticker, you'll hear an apology from Rob McKnight. What's it about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Everyone should turn off now. <laughs> All right, let's find out what he's going to tell me during the news update. And for that, we go to the Ticker newsroom with Aaron Young. <laughs> 
I'm Aaron Young. You are watching Ticker. These are some of today's top stories. Victoria is a state of disaster today. Stage four restrictions are in place for Melbourne and residents only allowed to travel within five kilometres of their homes for shopping or one hour of exercise. Stage three restrictions also in force for the rest of the state. The numbers over the past 24 hours of new coronavirus cases in Victoria standing at 429, somewhat down from yesterday, still figures that are seen as far, far too high. The Morrison government says Victoria will need to help foot the bill for its new income support measures. The federal government also considering adjusting the eligibility criteria for the new JobKeeper 2.0 scheme. Amazon, Facebook, Apple and Google are on the rise despite this pandemic. Their combined market value swelling by $250 billion thanks to earnings that have shocked even Wall Street. President Trump says he plans to ban TikTok in the US. The government there will announce measures shortly against a broad array of Chinese-owned software deemed to pose national security risks, but there is some belief today that Microsoft will come to the party and buy at least the US division of TikTok. And SpaceX has successfully arrived back to Earth. Two astronauts travelling in the Dragon capsule landed into the Gulf of Mexico this morning. The mission end marking a triumphant return to space travel for the US. Let's have a look at the weather map now for today. Melbourne, bit of sun around ahead of a downturn in the weather tomorrow. 15 degrees is the top today. Sydney, 20 degrees, cloudy for Brisbane and also some showers for Perth. Adelaide, a top there of 16 degrees. The ASX started off in a southerly direction but has made a bit of a comeback still hovering very much flat and under 6,000 points, obviously dealing with the news from Victoria, concerned that the country's manufacturing hub of Melbourne may be impacted further as we wait to find out which industries will or will not survive and expectations on the federal government to come to the party with more stimulus and financial support for workers. The Dow closed Friday up slightly, not too much, about half a percent in the belief, the hope that things might be recovering. The earnings, as we mentioned earlier, pretty high for some of those big tech stocks in particular, as we are all stuck at home. I'm Aaron Young. You're up to date. You're watching Ticker. Thank you, Aaron. And feel free to run away now because, uh, David, why am I apologising? Uh, well, I understand, Rob, we've done some extensive research in that time and we found that, in fact, on the main pages and story pages of news.com.au, there are advertising by Google Ads because you can tell by the little ads by Google up in the top corners right, of hang on, hang on. Uh, the we ads have... on the side. Amanda's pulling up news.com.au right now. I'm taking control of the mouse. Here we go. Uh, hang on. Where do okay. I do this? There we go. So I'm going to go into this story here. Yep, and you're yep, saying that if yep. I go down... There will no, be... no, just see the way. Just up. No, 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 no. Go on. Up, up again. Up, 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 up. Oh, up, 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 up. This is a fun show, isn't it? All the way to the top. <laughs> now, over there... Maybe we should... That's not an ad. What does that say? That's Might... a Google ad. But there oh, are, oh, oh my God, it did. It did. It said ad by Google. Disaster across oh, the oh, oh, This oh, means oh, that... Oh, 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 oh. So I understand, sorry. just really quickly, I understand that Google gets uh, revenue for repost, for, for actually on the websites, but they don't pay for the content. Uh, I certainly can't understand well, why all, we... No, uh, no, you know what? All I will say is that obviously um, news.com.au sales sorry. team are not doing a good enough job because those should be those spaces should be sold out and they're obviously and... only going to Google Ads if there's a problem. Can, yeah, but having said that, and... they're using... Hang on. 
they will be getting a cut of that because Google can't force itself on every website. So they've made a commercial decision to get extra advertising in on their website that they can't sell. So Google are, blah, are profit blah, sharing. Blah, blah. Just say sorry. Sorry. Well, I was wrong in the fact that I said news.com.au doesn't have any Google ads. We're, we're just having a good time. We've got to move on. We're being too... We're being too uh, into ourselves no, here. Okay. I apologise. But also, just while, while you've got the computer open, do you want to log on? Because I've changed my profile picture on Facebook. That's also interesting. All right. Should we have a look at that? No, no. <laughs> let's move on because we, we're keeping everyone waiting too long at the moment. Because our Sorry. next guest, I, I am Hello, just a big fan of our next guest. <laughs> she made a name for herself on Fox and Friends. But since moving to Australia in 2016, we have taken her in as one of our own. We are thrilled to have her on the Ben Robin Robbo show today. Welcome, Anna Coyman. Hey. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. This is so nice to be able to do this from the comfort of my own home and be on be on the telly with you guys. Rob, before we get going, I just wanted to say a huge thank you um, for even giving me a shot on Australian television. You were the very first uh, producer to bring me on an Aussie TV show. So thank you, and thanks for thinking of me again. Congrats on this new show. Well, that, thank you very much. We're thrilled to have you here streaming across the internet. But, uh, look, we're going to get to your career in a moment because you have been a bit of a trailblazer. You've done some amazing things, and I was thrilled to have you on Studio 10. But just 10 weeks ago, you had your beautiful new baby girl, Annabelle. How is it all going the second time around? Oh, oh there, well, there she is. Thanks for showing that. Yeah, so she is 10 weeks old. She's just turned 10 weeks old. And, you know, it's such a gift to be able to be a mom. It's something that I always wanted to do. I also have a two-and-a-half-year-old Brooks. And the whole reason that we moved to Australia, my Australian husband and I, was so that we could start our family. Um, of course, my career did did take a back seat to that. And um, I have started a fitness career here or restarted a fitness career here um, that's actually aimed at moms and helping other moms get their groove back. So I've got moms that are going through the same exact process with me, with my Strong Sexy Mamas fitness program, and it's been awesome to see other moms who are in the exact same spot as I am with their little ones, keeping them awake at night, trying to work out how feeding's going and <laughs> how much help you need if you need help. And um, But my little Annabelle, she's adorable. Thanks for letting me brag about her for a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, of course. I have three kids of my own and I never miss an opportunity to brag when they're not annoying me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not at that stage yet. Um, this fitness thing that you're doing is really quite interesting because one of the things I have always found is there is a bit of a disconnect sometimes with women and when they have a baby and the outside world. So uh, how are you connecting these women and getting them fit again? Well, you're exactly right, and especially in a difficult time to be birthing babies, not just in Australia, but around the world. And, you know, a lot of my audience is in the United States. I'm looking at some video here that's Bondi Beach, and we don't have anything that's as beautiful as Australia and the U.S., maybe when we're talking about Hawaii or Big Sur, California. But even just getting the moms outdoors by turning on the television or their computer, their tablet to watch a video and have 20 to 30 minutes of exercise with me, take a little bit of time for themselves and know that they're in a nice and safe environment where um, they can also get online and be part of our Facebook group and share recipes with one another and, and share their little wellness wins where things are going wrong and where they're going right. 
and it's just a great way to get their groove back and know that they're doing safe and effective exercises in the proper order. I think the fitness industry has really um, neglected women over the years. And, uh, you know, you go to your six week check after you've had your baby, for example, which was just a month ago for me. And I have a great doctor, but they're not a fitness person. They don't know how to help you rebuild your body. And, you know, we have pelvic floor weakness. We have ab separation, a lot of us. And if you launch yourself right back into that high intensity exercise, or if you don't do anything at all, but you're even using the baby carrier or backpacks carrying heavy loads, you can really do some long-term damage. And we look, we look to help women not just get their body back from the outside, but rebuild from the inside out. Love it. Well, Anna, it sounds like a wonderful program, but let's get back to your career for the moment. Uh, as Rob said, it's been absolutely amazing, and you spent a long time at Fox. What was it like working at a network like Fox and also one that, you know, it always seems that there's a lot of controversy surrounding it? Oh, there's controversy surrounding every single network, it seems like, these days. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And cable news right now, um, but you're right. Fox has this this huge brand, and it's a fire brand for some. I think the success from Fox came from um, really, you know, when Roger Ailes was was there, and he decided that he needed to let the other side of America voice their opinion too, because you had um, the liberal mainstream media that was, you know, not serving so much that other part, and I think that's how he was been able to make the network what it is today. Of course, there's a lot of controversy surrounding him and the way that he left that network as well. Um, during my time there, I never had any bad experiences. And when I hear the bad headlines that are coming, um, I always am a bit wary about it because I did have such a nice experience. And I like to give my former co-host the benefit of the doubt. I still have relationships with, with them. They tend to bring me back from time to time. Uh, the last several years, they brought me back to do a segment called Proud American, which is something we do on Independence Day on the 4th of July. Didn't get to go this time because I had just had a baby and plus COVID-19 had hit. Um, but you go back in military parades and ceremonies and just really waving that flag, the red, white, and blue. And it's been giving me an amazing opportunity to go back and see my family and keep my news chops up while I focus on my fitness business and my family at the moment. Well, they, cer they certainly do seem to love you there because every time you go back, they get you in the show. They, you know, like you were really part of the Fox family. You mentioned Roger Ailes, and he was such a driving force of Fox News. And, of course, there's been all these allegations. And as you said, you experienced none of it, but you have, uh, you have to support these people. And how is it to reconcile the man that you, you know, got photos with? He was your boss. Um, he was the guy in control. To hear all these stories, is it just not being able to put the pieces of the puzzle together? Well, what do you mean by not being able to put the pieces of the puzzle well, together? The, the, like, is you knew this man, man you, you knew this man on one hand, but there was this whole, yeah. uh, allegedly, this whole other life around him and the way other people interacted with him. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, all people have their flaws. And like I said, that is not something that I experienced from Roger. Um, but I, and one thing I've never shared before um, is in my very last meeting with him, um, I... He didn't sexually harass me. I would not say that, but he did tell me a very dirty joke that just seemed very inappropriate to have come from a boss right. that never would have come from any of my other bosses there. And it was just sort of, you know, it made me think a little bit. And then I remember when Gretchen Carlson came out with her allegations, um, I was having a family holiday in Hilton Head. I remember it like it was yesterday. And, um, and I, I, 
although Gretchen and I, Gretchen had um, a, a, a troubled relationship with some people. I didn't have a troubled relationship. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're that not was a nice way of putting it. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, uh, I, I didn't have an enemy in the building there. Uh, I think no. that's why I, I was able to leave on such good terms and had such a nice experience and why I get to come back as well. Um, but because of that experience that I'd had and some rumblings, you know, that go on in the building, um, I had a tendency to go, you know what, I'm not going to stand up. I'm not, I'm not going to say one thing one way or the other, because I, I don't know, you know, it wasn't like if there are several other executives there that I would have wanted to stand up for and say, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Um, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't mm. sure. And, um, and then I watched the news headlines unfold just like you guys did. Yeah, crazy stuff. Interestingly enough, you got to work alongside people like Megan Kelly, Gretchen Carlson, and then after the film Bombshell came out and the TV series The Loudest Voice, we got to see, well, from Megan Kelly, we got to see what her response was to those, t you know, those moments of their life being made into TV and film. Uh, obviously, Gretchen Carlson wasn't allowed to talk because she was bound by that. What was your what was it like for you? Was it surreal to be able to watch a TV show and a movie based on the very workplace you worked in? Yes, well gosh, the hair and makeup team, they had it pig penned or pegged. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Gosh, Charlie's there and like the, how much they looked like these people that I used to work with was incredible. But there, there was a lot of Hollywood in there for sure. Um, you know, and and liberties taken, which would have been very hard, I would think, for somebody like a Megyn Kelly, um, I don't know how she felt about it, whether she felt like that was her exact story told the way that it was, but I'm sure it would be difficult to be someone who's normally explaining the news headlines to then all of a sudden become yeah. the news headlines too. Well, you got to interview some amazing people in your career, and you know I'm sure you'll go on to interview more people as well, but, uh, and also I guess you're on the ground floor for some major disasters. Having this opportunity to ask you at this point of your career, like, what has been the highlight? The highlight? Oh, um, I think, and this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I think it was, honestly, it was my, or not a cop-out, but a, a silly thing to say just because I can't pick. I had so many amazing experiences, particularly at Fox News Channel when I did get called up from North Carolina, which was my hometown. I was um, a morning host there and also a fitness instructor. I was doing full-time both and got the call up to go to New York and stopped doing the fitness and focused on, on just the TV. And um, I had so many amazing opportunities there. I got to travel the the country, and of course, I was following the bl the blizzards and the tornadoes and the hurricanes and and political campaigns and all sorts of things. But I also got to do a lot of bucket list items. In fact, I was the host of a series called Road Trip with Anna Coyman, where I would literally go and cross off bucket list items that other people were sending in that they were saying that was their bucket list. So I got to take batting practice at Wrigley Field. I got to wow. sing karaoke in Nashville. Tennessee with a country music singer. I got to surf in California with professional surfers, um, with children who have autism. Um, I mean, I, I got to go cliff diving with the Red Bull cliff diving team. I mean, the most amazing opportunities. And I also wow. was I, a little bit different at Fox. You know, I did wear the news hat a lot and do a lot of amazing interviews, but I was lucky enough to be able to be taken seriously and handle that, but also do all this fun fun um bring fun to people through their screens let my hair down i wasn't scared to get my hair wet they used to put me in the dunk tank every year <laughs> uh, when 
when um, Major League Baseball was starting or spring training or something. But and Rob, I think that was one thing that you are amazing at. I just want to give you another uh. kudos is being on Studio 10. You know, I know that you didn't have the biggest budget there. And that no. show is such a good show. And you built it to what it is. And, um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, you you had all sorts of different antics that would go on. You were about making TV moments. And that is the magic of television, I believe, rather than being a newsreader and blah, blah, blah. Like You, I, you always I, got it. I, and that I was the beauty that. of you. And I don't want this to turn into a mutual appreciation society because that's, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm very humbled by what well, you're saying. I don't mind. So. No, I you. I'm very humbled by what you're saying, and you were always a good sport, and you were up for anything. And I tell you what, we would love to talk Trump and the election with you. And we're doing a new thing from next week where we're going to have a fourth panelist. I would love you to come on and talk to us and do hot topics if you wouldn't mind. I'm asking you on the air, so you have to say yes. So that's my tricky way. Call my agent. Call my agent. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say anything. You know I love to ambush people. (laughs) No, I I love that idea too. um, As long as I have proper time to prepare and i don't know do you want to pay for my babysitter too <laughs> well you will. Uh, we we have a very you thought studio 10 had a small budget <laughs> right well this show is slightly um, yeah, smaller yes i would love Quite to come back on the um, show we're already it's on tape and i am saying yes i would love to i <laughs> love it love it love it and uh, thank you so much um there is so much we can talk to you about and and seriously with the american election coming up i really want to pick your brains about that but we will talk to you very soon my friend thank you for being on the Ben Robin Robbo show today. Great. Thanks for having Thanks, me Sarah. on. Bye, guys. It's the Ben Love Show. Anna, that was terrific. Thank you so much. You going today? You never know where you'll end up with the Ben Love Show of the day. Ah, I love it when they catch you on microphone talking about to your guest. Anyway, let's go to Melbourne for our random live shot of the day where those stage four restrictions are in place. Curfew kicks in at 8pm each day and uh, and until 5am the following morning. What did you say, Ben? I said, can you see me? Uh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> it's there a mostly is. cloudy day with four degrees. I can see you. Although there's not a lot happening yeah, in Melbourne, is there? <laughs> Uh, and a top of 16 no. degrees, very chilly down there. Let's get into some feedback coming through to the Ben Rob and Robbo show. Yay, Amanda is back. I tell you what, uh, Dylan, I could not agree more. Welcome back, Amanda. Hoping you are feeling much better, says Janelle. Uh, on to our hot topics of the day. And Andy says, I don't feel let down by the Premier or the Labor Party at all. I'm let down by ordinary, everyday Victorians that continually do the wrong thing and they think they can do Very whatever true. they like. I This is my job entirely. Um, Gay says, what I say to those critics of Dan Andrews, what would you do? Would you do better yourself? Um, Christopher Barnes says, media tart, laughing my... What's the F... Oh, is it an F? Laughing my ass off. Uh, laughing my ass off. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, with the F in there, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Daniel says, Tim Smith is an embarrassment <laughs> to not only politicians, but the human race as a whole. Patrick says, oh. yes, piss off Tim Smith. Um, Patrick also says, didn't I hear that even Neil Mitchell had a go at Tim Smith? Um, yes, I, I apologise. Yes. Yes. Uh, Gay says, 
Um, I look at Dan Andrews every day and I really feel for him. Every day he looks more stooped, more tired and just plain exhausted. Plus he's damned if he doesn't and damned if he does. Um, Daniel says, Rob, I think it's important you tell us what you really think about Tim Smith. And as I say, I'm very much a centrist. This isn't a Labor or Liberal issue. This is about decent, common, common decency and those arseholes looking for a political opportunity. Uh, Amanda says, in New South Wales, we have Craig Kelly going on with rants that match, uh, that ma- the, match the best of the different conspiracies. Um, Hoff, Hoffler says, I have a new name for a male version of Karen's. Tim. Thanks, Tim. Oh, I love that. I love that. Don't be such a Tim. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Madsen says, if I can pull it up, um, he says, I haven't, uh, sorry, this sort of blame game most certainly does not help and shouldn't go on. And this goes for both sides of politics. Absolutely. Um, Regina, Reggie from Big Brother says, uh, I couldn't care if you're the bloody queen. Go straight to quarantine. Do not put others at risk. That's my Reggie yeah. impersonation. Yeah. Um, I like this. <laughs> Hoffler says, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation between Rob and Robbo, who always challenge each other's views with no animosity. Uh, I agree. We're all like that on the Ben, Rob and Robbo show. Although Regina says, eat humble pie, Rob. <laughs> I think that's a very good point. Uh, okay, let's move we on. We have to get the mulk. We've only got five minutes of mulk. We do have five minutes of mulk. And on a Monday, we talk television with our good mate, Steve Mulk. Mulk, welcome to this Mulky. week's edition of the Ben Robin Robber Show. Relegated to the back seat. It's good to be here. It's wonderful to be on the Amanda Robbo and Rob Show. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's, we, we saved the best for last. Indeed. Monkey, um, there's a lot happening in the world of television, including the return of ratings. Yeah, look, the ratings are back after what was a very weird week in the life of Oztam here in Australia where we just didn't get ratings. Uh, Nielsen, their company that does the collection and data gathering for them, had a bit of a problem with some hackers who uh, got into their servers and locked them out. Uh, A ransomware attack took place. They did eventually get access back to those servers. We don't know how, uh, but they've got them back and they are now trading again. We've got all the numbers. The critical thing was that it meant that we missed out on finding out the next day how the Big Brother finale was. Spoilers. It was okay, but not great. And, mate, with that, um, Between Two Worlds launched on Channel 7 last night and it didn't do so well. Look, it it didn't launch last night. It launched last week. Uh, So as a part of that carry-through, I mean, well done on keeping up, Rob. Um, As a part of the carry-through of the ratings, letting us know what was happening, it had to come out as a part of that, you know, release, you know, after the fact. But certainly, So we only got the ratings, right? That we only got the ratings. So that's what I'm talking about. Sure. Well, we got Help the, the ratings. Out, for the I don't first want to be wrong episode. twice in one episode. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Rob's apology at the end of this segment. Um, <laughs> Between Two Worlds, episode one, we got the ratings for last week as a catch up on the week before's trauma. Uh, and it wasn't a great start, but given that it's sort of tucked in behind things and at 8.30 and drama, and most people are running off to Netflix, it pulled nearly 500,000 viewers, five city metro. Not bad, but not awesome. Last night's episode, the nah. second episode pulled 276,000 viewers which in no uncertain terms is 
diabolical. Uh, Channel 7 spent a mozza on this and held it over from 2019 into this year explicitly to give it a good run off the back of the Olympics. Now, they couldn't help that that got um, a bit transposed, but 276 is no good. No, it's not. I think that they did try and review... I mean, people were getting an opportunity to review that show about a month or so ago, and I I must admit I was one of those people and I didn't think it was that great. But moving along, Malk, because I am so keen to find out about this, Ellen DeGeneres has obviously been in the media for the last month. A lot of people saying that she is going to be bumped off her show, but now we have somebody who may be a replacement. Can you tell us a little bit more? Great pivot, well segued, Ben. Uh, yes, it has been an open secret in Hollywood <laughs> that Ellen DeGeneres hasn't treated, uh, well, basically a lot of people super well, uh, which goes against her public persona of being the nice, lovely, happy person that dances into all sorts of things. Uh, the, the, there has been an investigation run by Warner Brothers. Uh, the rumour, the allegation, the stuff that's coming out is that Ellen will find an exit and that James Corden, will step into that time slot and take oh. over uh, the daytime oh. viewing. Look, Interesting it's replacement considering there are rumours about him uh, being oh, somewhat like Ellen. There are rumours about him. Uh, Mm. Uh, just quickly and and I've got to play this before we go but Mm. Drew Barrymore is about to launch a talk show and she's launched a promo to go with it let's have a quick look and get some more details uh, from you after that please welcome Drew Barrymore I've been waiting all my life to meet you it's been a wild ride can you believe I have two daughters around your age kind of scary I have so much to fill you in on want to hear about our new daytime show love to we're going to spend an hour Every day, celebrating life. Oh. I'm so excited. I could scream. Want to do it with me? Guys, ready? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Very quickly, because we have that to go to TikTok. What is this about? So great. Drew Barrymore has a daytime talk show coming up. As you saw, they intercut an interview with her and Johnny Carson when she was a little kid promoting E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Smart, smart editing. Really great. I can't wait to see it. Oh, thank you, Mark. And we can't wait to see you next week because that brings us to the end of the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Don't forget our 5 o'clock replay on Ticker TV and you can always catch up with the audio podcast each day. We will see Mulk on the TV Black Box podcast, which will come out tomorrow. Until then, Ben and Robbo, thank you very much. See, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. It's the Ben Robin Robbo, Ben Robin Robbo, Ben Robin Robbo Show. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.